Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. I am your host. I'm sorry, but I am your host. <laughs> Brother Elijah DeLello here with uh, Father Peter Teresa McConnell. Hello, hello, everybody. And Father Anthony Tinker. That's me. So we have uh, another Brother, good can one I just here. Say it's so good to have you with us. You're doing a great job hosting. Hey, I, you know, yeah, we appreciate I, you. I appreciate he that. He appreciates you probably more than anybody else because I was hosting before. <laughs> so I think you're really helping this situation. N- not at all. Not at all. <laughs> just good to have another brother on the mic with us. Another brother. Three brothers on the mics. Maybe we have to rename the podcast or something. Three brothers? Yeah. I think there's a movie called Three Brothers. Trace Hermanos or something? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Latin, whatever that would be. I forgot. <laughs> we sat a seminary for a few Hopefully my, my Latin, Latin teacher isn't listening. Just gone. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Father. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about but how, how do we stay prayerful throughout the day? Yeah. You know, we as, we as friars, you know, we pray a couple times during the day. Mm-hmm. We have uh, fixed times of prayer. We wake up in the morning. We'll, we'll do our office. We have mass, uh, especially the novices. They'll pray around 12 o'clock, daytime prayer and a rosary. Sometimes they'll stop at three for a chaplet. They better stop at three for a chaplet. Uh, the oof. novice master will come and find them. Let that let that be known. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to hear you say that. I know they'll, they'll never listen to this podcast, so. so that's okay. And good, good. I'm glad they will never listen to this. <laughs> so we have these set times of prayer, um, but during the day, the life gets a little busy. Yes, it does. I've seen uh, I've seen life get very busy. In fact, and uh, during these times, it can be hard to remember that not only should I be praying. Uh, but that the Lord is present with me in everything that I'm doing. How can we develop uh, in our lives and the day-to-day things that we're doing, uh, just uh, just that recognition that God is with us? How can we remain prayerful? You know, Paul says in uh, First uh, Thessalonians, you know, pray always. Yes. What does that mean? It means a lot of things. Um, and and uh, that's it's a beautifully open-ended question. Help um, me, Father. Help me. <laughs> Help me. Uh, so I'm just going to jump. See, yes, what it meant. Um, I, I'm going to just kind of jump to maybe some, the just into the nitty gritty, into the nuts and bolts, into the to the how to of it, and uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stumble my way into what does it mean. Um, but so 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 we do have this expression of, of practicing the presence of God, um, popularized by by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, um, and he has a, a little book called The Practice of the Presence of God. And, and so that's one way of, of talking about how, how to pray always. But, but if we want to pray always, and if we want to, to do that during the day, um, because our days get so busy and things like that, then um, I think the first thing we have to do is start our day that way. Um, that if you're going to expect to, to pray throughout the day, then you have to start your day with prayer. And, 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 and whether that is um, literally the first thing you do, you know, you wake up and, and perhaps you just give, you know, God thanks for, um, for just the life breath that you have found yourself taking in this moment, you know, that you've woken up. Um, and, and perhaps you're not a morning person. And so like you need a slow start to your morning. Um, and maybe you need a cup of coffee first, if you're anything like me, um, you know, before you can have a, a cogent thought. Uh, but 
So, so whether so whether you have your coffee first, fine, that's that's okay. It's not um, it doesn't have to maybe be just the, like literally the first thing, but it should be the first thing that you do, that you sit down and that you pray in some intentional way. And there are are, are many things that you can do in the morning. Um, uh, making a morning offering, um, I think, is a beautiful thing to do, um, and and you can look those up. There's different formulas and variations of that. Uh, to to make a morning offering to God, where where you offer Him all all the joys, all the works, all the sufferings, all the pains that you will um, under uh, experience that day, and, and uniting them to to to, to the Mass and, um, and and offering those for specific intentions. But but starting whether or maybe you want to read scriptures um, to start your day. Um, perhaps you want to pray the liturgy of the hours, and maybe we could do an episode on what the liturgy of the hours are and how to pray those. That might be a lot of fun. Um, but those are just basically the Psalms where you're praying the Psalms. Um, so you're then praying with the church and, and you're praying with the the words that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. But um, maybe it's a rosary. Um, maybe you're listening to like Mike Schmidt's podcast in a year and then like you're going to reflect on that. Perhaps you're reading Faustina's diary or some spiritual reading. Um, but you're doing something to start the day, to set the tone, to set it aside, um, to acknowledge the presence of God in your life um, in, in some way and asking for help and offering your day to him and all of these things. But I think... Um, if we're going to practice the presence of God throughout the day, then we have to start the day by doing that. So that'd be the first thing I would say. Yeah. Um, so I want to add to that. I, want, I agree, but I disagree. Um, um, oh boy. <laughs> Excellent. Let me back my chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I certainly agree. The first thing that you need to be doing is praying in some form or fashion. But I want to say, even before your cup of coffee, even before you get out of bed, the first thing you should do is pray. Like there, so the, the uh, Desert Fathers, we call them ejaculatory prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they would say it's just like shooting arrows to heaven. That the first thing when your alarm goes off should not be, uh, <laughs> or I hate my life, or I don't want to get up, or I'm already you know, doing bad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like he's in my room in the morning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where the first thing where the alarm either you wake up naturally, the alarm goes off, should be whatever some ejaculatory prayer being, yes. thank you, Jesus, for yeah. another day. Yeah. You know, thank you for allowing me to have another day, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Or Thank you, Holy Spirit, or come be with me, Lord, or, or Abba, Father. You know, it's mm-hmm. some simple, whatever that word is, whatever that, that prayer is, you know, blessed be you, Lord our God, King of the universe. Um, we ought to go to our, our Hebrew tradition. Um, but but that the very first thing, first, first thought, first words that are coming out of your mouth are words of prayer and words of thanksgiving, words of turning your heart and your mind to God. Because if you can do it from the very, very, very first moment of the day, when, when the alarm first goes off, um, then your heart and your mind are in the right place. Now, that doesn't exclude the reality that you talked about. Like, the first thing you do needs to be prayer. Now, if you need to get up and use the restroom, you go get a cup of coffee, you know. Yeah. Um, you know that's, but if, the first thing before you get into your day should be taking time to read your scriptures or your liturgy hours, do some kind of prayer. But that even before those, that even as a part of, and when you get up and then you're like putting your clothes on, you're heading to get the coffee, you're, you know, you're, what, what, the mind is probably wants to quickly, um, especially in our American culture, turn to what's the next thing I got to right. do. Um, that that we're, we're oftentimes, I've heard this said, we're oftentimes our hearts are stuck in one of two places. What's coming next or what happened in the past? Mm-hmm. We're very, very uh, bad about being just right here, yeah. right now in this moment. It's always, okay, what do I got going on next? If I, or what's, yeah, what does my day look sure. like? So we wake up and we're like, what does my day look like? Or we're still struggling from whatever happened the day before and we're like, ah, oh, that... Steve, you know, he got, you know, you know, I'm still mad at him, you know, where the case may be. Steve. Steve, whatever he did. Let me sorry for you. all the Steves there's, out there. Yeah, if there's yeah, anybody sorry, who Steve. has broken my prayer, it's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Um, you know, so we're like stuck in yesterday. Little, or we get up and we're like, okay, I've got to, I've got to go shopping, and I have to go pick up the kids, and I have to go do this, and I have to go to that. And we think about um, where we just we have to get into the place where we're just there in that moment with yeah. God. We're just there in that moment. Um, so be first, just be there in that moment. Yeah. You know, but even then, you know, as you're going to the bathroom, as you're going to get your coffee. As you're kind of whatever, and those kind of, and sometimes with those you have kids, like you don't get a lot of free moments. You don't have a lot of seconds for sure. in your day that kids aren't screaming or yes. crawling at your legs or whatever. So sometimes that first, like when the alarm goes off and you're kind of laying in bed, you you turn it off. Like that little that little like thirty seconds between the time you get up, you use the restroom and walk out the, the your room, you know, till the kids start screaming. That's your thirty seconds of like yeah. peace and quiet for the day till they go right. to bed uh, or they take their nap. And so that moment is such a those are precious moments. That was throughout the day, and I'm talking about the very first moment of the day, because that's the if you practice that, if you get the first moment right as athletes, you get the first step right, you get your shot right, you get your 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 hit of the of the baseball right. You know, you got to get that first movement right. You get the first moment, but throughout the day, we should be doing this these ejaculatory prayers. These stop and thank you, Jesus. Even now, I'm in the microphone. I'm like, all right, thank you, Lord. You know, Amen. praise you, Jesus. You know, we just kind of throughout the day, we just turn our hearts and minds what to what really matters. Yeah, and. And, and praying throughout the day is obviously going to look differently depending upon your state in life. So, so Brother Elijah was alluding to that, you know, we gather four, um, the novices, five times a day to pray. So we, at 6 a.m. we're in the chapel, we're praying for about 35 minutes, and then we have Mass and we have Holy Hour. So we begin our mornings with very long extended prayer, and then we reconvene at noon to pray midday prayer. Um, the the novices and, um, and guys are available. Regather at three for Divine Mercy Chaplet, uh, and then we gather again at five for for evening prayer, and then we close our day uh, at nine with um, night prayer. And so we have these moments that are broke that are in our schedule, and that is that's the gift of religious life. That's the gift of 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 of, of renouncing the world, so that we can have this opportunity to pray always like this in this way. But um, but that's not everyone's vocation. It's probably no one's vocation who's listening to this, where they can just do that. Um, and so, so all of you are either raising children or you are working uh, some nine to five. And so, so how do you do that? Um, and and I think so. You were talking about well, what is it? What is what is praying always? And and we talked about the practice of the presence of God is one way. And then and I think you were kind of alluding to this in, in this word that we have um, recollect. We talk about prayers recollection where you recollect yourselves, where you focus yourself, where you maybe, maybe to use like kind of a, a, a word that maybe gets misused to, to, to center yourself. Um, but, but that's what we want to do that. And, and, and we have moments like this or, or and we have moments of, of invitation and, and we have to train ourselves to hear them and to listen to them where, where, where God's trying to get our attention. Um, and and so maybe we can't actually be like applying our minds to 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 thinking about God because we are working on a spreadsheet or we are um in a meeting or we are changing a diaper or like we're yelling at the kids down the hall um but but I think one of the things that we can do is is we can practice the presence of God by inviting Jesus to be a part of all of that um and so if you are typing up a spreadsheet to invite Jesus to do that with you and to recognize that he is with you, that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, that, that, that the Holy Spirit is with you, that God is with you. Um, if you have, um, or maybe there's a patron saint of, of what you are doing and to invite them to, to be there with you in, in, in whatever you are doing, um, whether if you're at a meeting to, to, to recognize that Jesus is at the head of the table um, or if you're with your kids, um, 
to recognize that that Joseph and Our Lady, you know, did parental things, and so you can invite them to be with you. And I think all of these are ways in which uh, we can invite them in, and then just that that grace is there to to help with that um, throughout the day. What prevents this, Father? What 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 makes it hard for us to actually do what you're talking about? So, um, I think we're gonna start. We talked about this last last podcast. Yeah, and but. Um, we often intentionally distract ourselves, you know, from, so there's the, the, you can talk about, you have the spreadsheet you have to do for work. Like you're not getting away from that one. You have, you're called to provide for your, your yep. family. This is a legitimate thing. If I got into this, you got to change the diaper. You're not getting away from this. But, um, oftentimes we intentionally distract ourselves mm-hmm. and, and in ways of things that actually occupy the mind and the heart away from the things of God. Um, and, and this is where I think we have to really, uh, guard ourselves because the world, the media, um, they are trying to bombard us with things to turn our hearts and our minds from God. Now, there's a difference between you're going to go watch a family movie. Um, I'm going to shout out to my brother. I know his son's playing football, so they watched Rudy, you know, the other day as the, as the family Rudy, movie. Rudy, <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> so there, um, the things like that are, are, are important. They're family time. You're yep, getting together. Yep, yep. Um, you're trying to inspire, you know, your, your children. Um, and, but those things hopefully are not distracting you from God. They're actually helping you along your path to God where there's just trash out there, mm-hmm. you know, trash, which is, is some of it very sinful and some of it just trash, whether it be on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. Um, TikTok, you know, there's just, or movies, music that you listen to. Some of it is actually just drawing your heart and your mind away from God and the things of God. And instead of being something that helps you and supports you, you're listening to stuff. And now all of a sudden, instead of when you, when you wake up and we're talking about those ejaculatory prayers saying, thank you, God, what's in your mind? The latest beat, you know, the latest line from that song that's stuck in your head. Yeah. You're right. And not something that's leading you to God, not something that's actually helping you in your journey to God, but also something that's actually drawing you away from God. It's yeah. turning your mind now to things that are sinful or things that are base. And, and I think um, one thing that we have to do is avoid these distractions. Sometimes of sinful, I was trying to avoid sin, but even sometimes not necessarily sinful, but still things that are not actually helping us on our journey and, our, and to be recollected instead of actually drawing us away from being recollected. Yeah. Yeah, we, it's really hard to live out of the heart. Um, and, and that's what we're talking about. So we were talking about like praying always. We were talking about like just living out of our heart, not living out of habit, not living out of routine, not living out of our minds, our intellects, but but uh, but engaging our heart um, and and recognizing what is what is in there and, and relating that all to the Lord and, and just allow, allowing the Lord to 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 speak to our hearts and to touch our hearts and and because um, a lot of times the things in our hearts are the things that we're trying to avoid. Um, we're trying to avoid. Um, the, the pain of, of what we felt or, or the anxiety of, of, of a current situation. And, and those are all things that, that the Lord wants us to relate to him. Uh, and, so, and so we want to just get into that heart place, um, get into that heart place where, where throughout our day, where we're just doing what we're doing and, and we're just relating it to God. Okay, God, I give you the spreadsheet. Okay, God, I give you, I give you this drive. Um, okay, God, I give you, I give you my kid. Um, I give you this phone call I have to make, and 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 then I think also just to, to kind of to, to to bookend it, we talked about I think the importance of of starting our day. Um, I think it's also really important how we end our day as well. That that 
it's it's really important to do some sort of examination of conscience at the end of the day um, and to reflect back on when was God present to me during this day? Um, because when we start to do that, uh, when we start to examine at the end of the day, okay, how was God present? What did God say to me? Um, then we're beginning to train our minds to recognize him in the days to come when he's speaking to us. Um, and then we, so we can ask ourselves, okay, how was God present to me? How was God present and I, maybe I missed it? Um, or how was I not present to the Lord? Or, or, or then we can just recognize, okay, I, I sinned here. I lost my temper here. Uh, I said this thing I shouldn't have said here. And we can ask for forgiveness of that in the examine. Um, and, and that helps us then to, in the days to come, to, to, to practice the presence of God, to stay recollected because we're doing, the, and it's a discipline. It's not, it's a hard thing to do at the end of the day when you're exhausted and you've just run around with the kids all day or you've just been working nine to five and you just poured yourself out. And um, to then at the end of the day to, to go through the mental discipline of examining your day and being like, okay, like what was good and what was bad. Um, we just want to check out when we put on Netflix. We want to <laughs> just, um, you know, watch the game. Um, but to, to spend that time at the end of the day to, to where was God present to me so we can find him in the future, I think is so important. Can, can I tangent us for a second, Brother Elijah? I think oh. that's all I've been doing. So please feel free. <laughs> Tangent. I think we need to have a button. A tangent button. <laughs> yeah, tangent. We need, we need a lot more buttons around here. We need more buttons. The, the mute Father Peter Teresa button, I think, is a really important one we don't have currently. It's on, it's on speed It's on speed delivery right now. It's <laughs> on its way. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Elijah needs more power um, in the podcast. <laughs> but so, I, but it's just, I think Father Peter said something that I, that I just want to touch on, is that is sometimes you just get distracted. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's of God. I know, I know I'm going to nuance this as much as I can, but sometimes you're in prayer and there's just some person, something, some situation, something going oh, that's on. That's absolutely right. And it's just coming up again and again. You're trying to like, all right, I got to, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on this. Let me put it aside so I can get focused on you. I get focused on you. And it's sometimes, that, that is sometimes just a distraction and we have to let it go and we have to try to try to put it aside, et cetera. But sometimes it's actually God like, no, no, no. You haven't dealt with this yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't dealt with that person. You haven't dealt with that situation. You haven't dealt. And like, you need to bring this to me. You need to actually take this and give it to me. You know, and, and this is actually what's distracting you from me. And so until we deal with this thing, we're not actually going to be able to improve our relationship. It's kind of like if you and your wife had a fight, right? You can't just kind of like the next time you talk to each other, just move on as if nothing happened. You know, I mean, you could, but it's just there's going to, it's going to cause resentment. But you have to deal with the, the, the thing at hand the fight at hand, the situation, the tension at hand. Sometimes these things that are at hand, we just have to deal with with the Lord. So just as, uh, you know, to kind of say that, no, we're talking about practicing the presence of God, but sometimes those th- that we feel like, ah, it's hard for me to do. I'm not really turning my mind. I'm trying to be recollected. I can't be. I've got this thing, this situation. This, And it's like, well, okay, bring that to God. Like make him a part. Don't avoid that thing and say, okay, let me just push it aside and turn to God as if we can become compartmentalized. I mean, we are... It, we are we are physical, we're emotional, we're spiritual, we're psychological. We have a lot going on. We're very complicated people. Who understands the heart? You know, God alone probes the mind and yeah. knows the heart. Um, and so we have to recognize that even those can become a peripheral experience, an experience of a deeper relationship with God. And we take them and say, "Okay, God, I'm inviting you, and I'm bringing it over to you. What do we What do we need to do with it about this situation, about this person?" Yeah. No, that's so right. It's so right. I know. Um, I know. Father Anthony's just <laughs> chock full of just wisdom over there. Um, also need an agreement button. <laughs> <laughs> Father Anthony wants his own like button yes. yeah, yeah, for the yeah, things yeah, that yeah. he said on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we be, what's that thumbs up? Yeah, exactly. Let's give that one the thumbs up. Uh, what was I going to say now? Um, I, I think I think another important part of this is that 
um, you have to have uh, you have to have a full arsenal to start your day with. Uh, that, and what I mean by that is that, like you were talking about these ejaculatory prayers, these things that we say that, like, you, as Christians, we need a full arsenal of prayers like that. Um, and so, just throughout the day, that you can just say these prayers um, and to help practice the presence. Of God. Whether it's whether you're just you're just cranking out Hail Marys. You know what I mean? And you're just praying Hail Marys and you're just asking our lady to intercede for you. And you're just giving it all to her. Awesome. Great thing to do. Um, the Eastern tradition has what's called the Jesus prayer where they just pray, Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And they pray that thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Um, or whether it's just saying thank you over and over again, um, or whether it's just saying come Holy Spirit over and over again. And you're just inviting the Holy Spirit over and over and over again. And, and, or whether it's just scriptures, that you have a litany of scriptures that you have memorized, that, that, that God has given us a memory, that we are able to memorize things. And it's so important to do that, to, to find scriptures, to, to memorize, to then say and to pray and to add to the arsenal um, where, where, you know, that, 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 that we're about Christ's peace if we're feeling anxious um, or about Christ's victory if we're, if we're in a struggle. Um, and, and all of these things are, are so important. Um, and so, so we need to, to be filling ourselves up with uh, just these, these quick little prayers, these quick little scriptures that we can just be repeating and being re- saying over and over and over again throughout the day. So, Brother Elijah, I'm going to turn the tables on you. Yes. I ask you a question. So, oh, no. Because he's speaking something that's so real, and I, I want to hear, uh, I mean, we are so repetitious. Our Mass looks very much the same every single day. Uh, there's no prayers here and there, but especially like if you just have ferial days, you have the Sunday prayers you're just doing every single day. For a whole week, um, you know, we pray the Hail Mary over and over again. We pray, you know, come Holy Spirit over. And a lot of people are like, well, that's why the ch- church is boring. You know, prayer is boring. <laughs> so why, like, but how would you respond to that? This this accusation that prayer is boring. That prayer is boring. I feel like I've been hijacked and tied to the mast, and now I'm being <laughs> I'm being questioned. Um, the host is now. On which the is the, especially the repetition aspect. Yes. So I think, uh, you know, Jesus, when he's instructing us about prayer, he says, you know, do not babble as the pagans do, mm. um, thinking that uh, for their many prayers, they would be heard. Um, right. I know we know as, as Catholics that he's not talking about repetitious prayer as such, but he's he's talking more about uh, the disposition of our hearts. Yeah. Uh, and so I think... I think at least two things. Uh, first is that if there is repetition that it's in the church's wisdom uh, because prayer is not just supposed to be something that that makes me feel good about myself or, or that makes me um, kind of becomes like a almost like a therapy even though it can be that and oftentimes it is because the Holy Spirit is the comforter um, but it's supposed to be something that helps me to discipline myself and discipline my soul and we know that you know, if you're an athlete or you grew up doing sports, that the way that you get better at something is through repetition. Uh, if you're, you know, Father Peter Teresa, if you were a basketball player. Um, Was a basketball player? If you if. were a basketball player. <laughs> okay. This is, this is not personal, all right? <laughs> These are distractions. He used to be good at basketball. <laughs> but if you're, if you're uh, at the free throw line and you, you just keep on shooting those free throws, right. eventually it's going to get in you. Um, and you're going to be able to hit that shot more and more often. 
Um, and this is because we've disciplined our body, we've grown in the virtue. Similarly, there's times when uh, in mass or in, in prayer that we've done those things so often that it just becomes a part of, of who we are and what we're doing, and it draws our hearts into prayer more effectively, uh, so much so that maybe when you begin saying a rosary, you're, you're concentrating more on getting the words right, uh, but eventually it becomes so much a part of who you are that you're able to then move beyond the words and really just focus more on the mystery. Um, and that's just a deeper, deeper level of prayer. Um, but I'd also say that, um, that the repetition is, again, it's meant to draw us deeper and deeper uh, into the presence of God. It's meant to be a vehicle to kind of draw us away from all the distractions in the world. It's meant to be something that we can cling to and and grow uh, in our prayer and in uh, our awareness of of the God, the Lord's presence um, in our day to day activities. So that's what I would say. If I could just, if if someone were to to say that that, that repetition is boring, I, I think that they would just have a just a very fundamental misunderstanding of of just human experience that. Um, that it's a rather boring person who's always seeking new things, um, and they're, and and the people who are living life in a very deep and meaningful way um, never tire of doing the same things over and over again. They never tire of telling their children, "I love you," nor would they ever tire of hearing their children tell them, "I love you," or the same with their spouses. And 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 then it's also, I would just say um, that there's an arrogance in that 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 would say that. Um, that that you you've said it once and you understand it completely and there's and, and that the, these prayers are are so deep and the prayers of the mass are so deep and the prayers of the scriptures are so deep that that you will never get to the bottom of them no matter how many times you or the mysteries of the rosary that you will never get to the bottom of those things that you can always go deeper always go deeper always go deeper and so the like you were saying that these are mysteries and the repetition takes us deeper into the mystery um and so just to kind of go back to that, that analogy, we're just that you never tire of, of hearing I love you or, or telling someone I love you, where I was with a, a sister who knew French. Uh, and so I asked her to teach me how to say, Jesus, I love you in, in, in French. And if there are any French speakers out there, I really hope I remember this right. But, um, but it was uh, mon Jésus, je t'aime, uh, which is just my Jesus, I love you. And so I would just take my rosary beads and instead of saying Hail Marys, I would just say that. And just French is just a beautiful love language. So I wanted to tell the Lord, you know, I loved him in, in this other language. And so I think that is just, I think that's also the key is you have to make this really personal, um, that, that we don't want to babble on like the pagans do, uh, that we want to, to pray with our hearts. Um, and so what works for you? What is the prayer for you? What is, what is your relationship with God like that, that is going to, to keep that fire burning? Um, yeah. So I want to, uh, well, we're coming to the end here, but I want to, let's just get practical. Let's do it. Let's get practical. So let's say I'm a mom and I'm not a mom, but let's say I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah, for reason the F again. Huh? <laughs> and I, you know, maybe before, maybe before I've had my first one or seven kids, uh, I, I was frequenting mass. I was going to mass every yeah. day. I had my holy hour. I had time to pray my rosary. But now I have a little one. Uh, I have five others running around. 
Uh, and I have uh, at least two of those. They're always getting into things. Um, how can I, as as someone, you know, or whether it's, it's just someone who, you know, maybe you're the dad, maybe you're going off to work, maybe your job is demanding, it's hard for you to actually um, think about anything other than what you're doing, the task at hand. How can I, um, you know, the, 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 per, the average person do this? How can I pray, you know, throughout the day? What, what, what can I do, practically speaking? Well, first, I, I'm not answering your question, but I want to say you need to pray as a family, mm. you know, so that, that as a family of this situation, that there's in the morning and the evening, you need to take some time. And it doesn't, it's it, 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 not necessarily about length of time, but to gather together as a family and just give thanksgiving, you know, each of you, you know, pray. Before you eat breakfast, sit down together if you can, um, as best as you can, especially prayer before dinner. Maybe even a prayer together, like while the kids are eating, you're reading from the scriptures, you know, somebody's doing a table reading, the older kids are reading from some spiritual book. Um, and then you pray, or a family rosary. Um, that Father Petrus and I were visiting this family. It was really beautiful, but the, the little girl was leading one of the Hail Marys, and you couldn't really understand much of what you said except for Hail Mary and Jesus. But Jesus was like the signal. <laughs> it was it, it was really cute. Yeah, was but, but she was there. She was praying. She was with the family. Um, she wanted to lead lead the Hail Mary section. None of the family was all like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, oh, no, it was like we're all gathered together to pray. So one that. It's not, you need to be praying as a family is a big part of this. And then how do you pray throughout the day as well? That um, that our, I think Father Peter said it so beautifully, it's a disposition of the heart. Like the heart needs to be turned towards the Lord. And you'll find yourself praying in those little moments you have if the heart is focused on the Lord. That even while you're doing changing a diaper, you know, even while you're, you know, folding the laundry or, or whatever the case may be, that those moments can be moments where you're turning your heart and your mind to God. And instead of turning them all over, like what I need to do and what's the next task and what's on my to-do list, it's that it's these moments where we can just um, be in union with God and, and turn our hearts and our minds to God. And so I just encourage that there are those, those, you do need those set times of prayer, whether you're waking up a little early, maybe you and your husband taking some time to pray before you go to bed together, um, that there are these set times as a family, as an individual, as a couple that you're praying, but then as well, that throughout the day, even though your life's probably pretty distracting, and don't hold yourself to these like I now that right. fact that I'm not going to daily mass, I'm not praying a holy hour, I'm not reading my scripture like I used to. That somehow uh, I'm in less relationship with God. Like no, you're filling your vo- vocation. Like God is there in that, and He's going to use this time in your life to draw you closer to Him. You can become holy. You can become a saint in that situation. Um, and so it's not about how much you're doing, how, how much I'm praying. It's about turning that heart to the Lord. Uh, I think that's right. That like. The point of prayer is to to become united to God. Uh, the, the the prayer is not necessarily an end in itself. That way, that we pray so that we can be united to God, and that um, then that makes us holy. And that's the purpose of our vocation. Our vocation is to make us holy and and to unite us to God. And so, if you're a mom of seven, uh, that like, and you're just doing all of your maternal duties that like that is sanctifying you that is making you holy i remember i was with my sister a couple years ago and uh she came in town i picked her up from the airport and we stayed at a hotel and and that she she had both of her little boy they were really little at the time and like we got up and um i wasn't on the friary schedule i couldn't like just do my all my morning prayers as i wanted to like all of a sudden i was just running to the store to like get diapers and, and do all these things and and um and just your life is not your own as a parent and it's you know i think maybe being on the other side of it as a religious, maybe we can like romanticize just the, the beautiful chaos that it is, but, but it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And so I think you have to just disabuse yourselves of, of what you think a saint is and just trust that, that God is in, 
in your situation working through you. And I would also say that like you're in a season of your life right now where you're just pouring yourself out for your kids. Um, and so these extended periods of time you, you don't have. Um, but I would also say that you are collecting a lot of firewood during this time where you're having all these moments and all these experiences with your children um, and all these memories that that there will come a day when when your life will slow down and they will move out. And then you will be able to then just um, use all of that kindling that you've collected, all of these memories, and, and the Lord can show you where he was in all of that. And the Lord can reveal his heart to you about um, about different things through through all of these moments and all of these experiences. So so I would say that um, that you want to just don't hold yourself to some standard of what you think holiness is, that, that, that you doing what you are to do in your life is making you holy um, to the degree that you're inviting the Lord into it. And then also that there will come a day in which you'll be able to look back on all of this and, and you and the Lord can walk through it all again. And, um, and you'll have so much to pray with and through with him. Yeah. Very good. So pray, 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 pray in the morning, that morning offering, uh, find some, some short prayers that you can say throughout the day. Um, offer up everything you do. If you're about to cook a, a meal for your, for your family, just give that to the blessed mother. You can just say something as simple as Ave Maria or just the name of Jesus, whatever it might be just before whatever you're doing. If you're having a hard time with the little ones, uh, if you got to go change a couple of diapers, just give it all to our Lord and uh, the Lord will receive it as your offering. So I think it's it's time for probably the reason why everyone listens to this show. <laughs> you endured half an hour to get to this very moment. That's hilarious. Our mothers have for sure. That's the the fun question. Is it officially called the fun question? Sure, it is now. This is your segment. You can call us whatever you want. I'm gonna think and pray about this. Yeah, <laughs> very you can hard. entitle this whatever you want. I want to talk about amusement parks. Okay. And I want to talk specifically now. I don't know. I don't know how each of you are with roller coasters. Maybe you've never been on a roller coaster. Love them. What is the worst experience that you have ever had on a roller coaster? That's so easy for me. And please tell us also the name of the roller coaster, if you can remember, because I think that might add to it. I don't remember the name of the roller coaster. I was at the boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey. I know what you're talking <laughs> about, brother. Apologizing. Do it's me a, a favor. Yes. You don't remember the name of the roller coaster, but yeah. what if you had to name the roller coaster? Uh, I would name it just Tears of Tears of Betrayal. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I like um, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're involved in roller coasters, put that one. So on just to make a long story short, I was working that summer at the the Helen L. Diller home, which is a vacation home for uh, kids who are either blind or visually impaired. And so once a week, we would take them to the boardwalk in Wildwood to the amusement park. And so one of the little girls said she wanted to do the roller coaster. And I said, great, I'll take her on the roller coaster. no problem. And so I asked her if she liked roller coasters. She said she did. She loved roller coasters. I was like, great, this will be fun. Um, and so just to try to, you know, you know, make her laugh and be nice, I told her, well, I was like, well, if I start screaming, you know, like, don't be, you know, I get scared sometimes. Just to try to make her feel comfortable. And she thought that was funny. So the roller coaster starts by just like pulling you back. Just like tick, 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 oh, tick, no. tick, tick. We were just going back and then it just released us and we just took off. And she just starts screaming, get 
me out of here. (laughs) She just screamed the entire time. And I'm wearing like the camp t-shirt that says I'm a counselor. She's wearing the shirt that like says she's a camper. Like everyone's like, what is wrong with this dude (laughs) for taking this kid like on this roller coaster? Like, why would he do this to her? Everyone's like staring at me and I'm just like, oh Lord, please just let this end soon. And so that was by far my worst experience on a roller coaster. Oh boy. I don't know. I can't top that. I don't think I've had a bad experience on roller coasters. I love them. Uh, I probably, as a kid, probably not going on one, you know, kind of like being scared or like walking up to the front and be like, oh, dad, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, but ever since like getting past that age, um, you know, the only thing that comes to mind is I'm a Six Flags Over Texas guy. Why? Because I'm from Texas and Six Flags was started in Texas, if you didn't know that. But Six Flags, uh, the Texas giant is a wooden roller coaster. If you've never been on a wooden roller coaster, they just, they just shake the whole time. Yeah, that sounds and terrifying. I just remember though, like yes. being on the Texas Giant and you're just like shaking the whole, and then like getting off and you're like, your stomach hurts. You're like, oh wow, I better do that one again. Uh, <laughs> you know, but just kind of being like, I'm like, like that, like that was a little bit, I like the smooth ones. I like the metal ones, you know, like the fast sure. ones, but the, the shaky wood ones are, are no thank you. Hmm. So I was at Dorney Park. We were on a band trip. I think, is it Dorney Park? Is that in Pennsylvania? You're in band? Is we got to learn this part of you. Yeah, I played. I actually don't know where Dorney Park is. Well, we were there. I don't remember exactly where it was, but we were were on the roller coaster. We were getting to the top, just about to come down. And just when we hit the peak, we were coming down. And right when we came down, uh, something hit me in the eye, and I thought it was a rock. And so I went to touch my eye, and there was a goo coming out of my eye, and I was also wearing contacts. Oh. So I, I, so I thought that a rock hit me in the eye, and my eyeball popped. <laughs> that was my conclusion. But what had Logical actually conclusion. happened was when we got to the top and started going down, somebody spit. No. And it went back and no. hit me in the eye. Yep, yep. So I thought that my eyeball popped. I thought I was going to be blind after this roller coaster. You could have come and, to my uh, camp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I could have gone on that roller coaster with you and screamed. Uh, yes. Yes, I could have gotten the t-shirt. Oh. If only. If only. That's funny. Well, we thank you for joining us for this podcast. Uh, we'll close in a prayer now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time uh, where we can gather together and discuss uh, your goodness, discuss prayer. We ask that you send forth your spirit upon all of those who are listening, Lord, upon all of our family members, that you teach us, Lord, how to pray, uh, that you would teach us how to remain in your presence throughout the day and remind us of your goodness. Blessed Mother Mary, that you would also be with us and help us to give everything that we do throughout the day to the Lord. We uh, offer all of this to you as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith. That's becomefire.faith. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.